Welcome, everybody, to the Majors Live on the Majors.net. We're coming at you from a packed studio here in Plymouth, Michigan tonight. This is webisode number 69. It is day 2,238 <laughs> in the search for Tim Day. We got Lickless here to kick your ass, Tip here to take your name, and Adam Hernandez here to host this show. Take it away, Adam. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 69. <laughs> <laughs> So mature. Oh, uh, I was waiting for this one. I, I didn't even know it was 69. I was like, you know, beforehand I was thinking about it. I'm like, man, I want to do something special for 69. And I forgot about it. Then I was writing the rundown. And you woke. Sounds like I your looked, honeymoon. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, it's episode 69. I have nothing for it. But That's usually how it goes. Yeah. Kind of like 68. <laughs> yeah, kind of like 68, which came across as 67 on the rundown. and. Anyways, welcome everybody to the Majors Live. Um, bitches and badasses, get them in. Your TMSNX Girl of the Week is Lindsay Strutter. Go ahead and check her out in our fan question this week. Which is it? The NHL Skills Competition, the NBA Slam Dunk Contest, or the MLB Home Run Derby? Which is the most compelling? Which is the most interesting to, uh, do you think, as a fan? Um, Call in 734-259-4941 on that one. You can leave us feedback on our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash themajorsx or facebook.com slash tmsnx. We're going to go ahead and start off with our uh, our rapid-fire roundtable, though. This is brought to you by Persistent Productions. Make sure you go and check out the new trailer for A Bonus Life on Facebook yep. and uh, YouTube. So make sure you go check that out, persistentproductions.net. Anyways, we will get to our rapid fire round table segment. Two minutes, two minutes each topic. Last night, you guys, uh, we had the home run derby take place in Major League Baseball. For me, you have Chris Berman and a two-hour home run derby where you've got guys stepping away, taking a swig of Gatorade, going back, taking about eight pitches, then finally swinging. To me. MLB uh, Home Run Derby, way, way, way too long, and they need to get Chris Berman the hell out of there, too. I, I, you know, the, the time the time was kind of, it was almost three hours long, which is quite long, but it was a very enjoyable show because of, mainly because of the guys in it. They were awesome, but I, trust me, all I was doing was screaming at the television because Chris Berman knows so little about baseball, it's unbelievable. And it, it, it's it's noticeable because... It's so obvious because every time he tried to talk about something, he made a football reference. It was. I, I wish I would have been counting how many football references he made because it was like, why, why is Chris Berman a, on their baseball? Ever? Why is he on? Why does he have a is, job? Is it me or has he lost some of his cachet? Seriously, he just, has. It's. I mean, he's Chris, terrible on football. Chris no, Berman I, is, he is. He's horrible. With everything. Chris Berman is mid-90s. That's the last time Chris Berman was any good. It was in the mid-90s, I never liked 90s. him ever, and everybody I think at this table knows it. I never liked Chris Berman. I thought he was horrible. Yeah, I, I used to like him when I was younger, but now I just... He's got that back, 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 and it's, when he does it's it like, for, okay. When, <laughs> it's all run derby, so the only thing they do is hit home runs, so after the 37th time that he does it, it's like... I want to see oh, Gus God. Johnson do it. Just one time. Just one time, I want to see Gus Johnson. I'd like to see Vince Scully do it. Vince Scully? Yeah, that'd Just be good. Just to listen to him. Um, but what do you guys think? Home Run Derby too long? I think it's way too long. Way too drawn out. It's it, I, To me, it gets boring. 
everything's too long now in sports. Yeah, I, I agree. It was it's too- over. Everything's oversold. That's the problem. I agree with you that, and they made a big deal out of everything. But even with that being said, it was—I thought it was very enjoyable to watch. Though it was a really good—it was a really good show. I mean, just Cano and Gonzalez were just so awesome. Last you get night. the Yankees, Red Sox. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, it really was. It was really cool. And the NLAL thing was cool at the beginning, but oh, sorry. But yeah, it, it, you know, ultimately meant nothing. But I thought it was a good show. Uh, Women's World Cup, pretty compelling game. Uh, Last week, the United States ended up beating Brazil with in the 122nd minute. 20 seconds actually left in that match. Tie the game two to one off a header um, from a pass from midfield. Um, this is—I mean, you guys—I know it's women's soccer. It's the Women's World Cup, but this is this was a huge, huge upset for the United States over to win over Brazil. They ended up beating them in penalties, uh, five to three which uh, came off as controversial since soccer, they have, I guess they have this rule where the goalie isn't supposed to move first. They're not supposed to flinch first in, uh, in, uh, in penalty kicks. I heard, yeah, and I um, Hope Solo, the U.S. goalkeeper, moved first. She stopped the, uh, stopped the Brazilian uh, goal right there, the Brazilian shot. They made them re-kick. The Brazilian got it. The second time, but they still went on the United States to win in penalties five to three. Uh, United States goes on to play France tomorrow, and they'll face the winner of the Sweden and Japan matchup. So I don't know. I I thought it was, I thought it was cool seeing that. I mean, we saw two big time um, national soccer um, plays with Landon Donovan scoring in the in the World Cup last year, and then we saw That's this right. goal this year. So I don't know. I could see you know it's good for the United States in terms of soccer in this country. It brings some interest to it, and and it brings some interest to the women's side of things too, which. I mean, if you thought that men's sport kind of the men's side kind of falls behind, then the women's sport definitely falls behind. What's ironic though is women's soccer. I just thought women's soccer was bigger in, in the, the U.S. States. It's like the U.S. is where you want to go if you're a woman playing soccer. I Didn't mean, they win the World Cup in '99? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it obviously. I would. I don't know if it's more or less popular than men's, but I mean, women's soccer, considering, is actually pretty popular yeah, in the United when, States. When the Boys are growing up playing real sports. Their little sisters play soccer. I mean, it makes sense. But no, <laughs> 20 seconds left. That's virtually unheard of in a soccer game. I uh, didn't know they had a clock in soccer. So it's, did they know when the game was ending? No. The uh, Is that a serious question? Yes, it is. Um, the referee actually determines at the end of the game based on on the length of the goal celebrations and injuries throughout the game, they determine themselves how much time is going to be right, so tacked on at the so end. So when she scored that goal, did they know it was the end of the game? They knew it was getting close. Oh, yeah. getting close. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You, you sh- they'll have they'll have the uh, they'll have the regular time. How many how many times is a half? Or how many how long is a half? Like forty five minutes. Forty five minutes a half. So once forty five minutes is up in the second half, they'll go into extra time, and nobody really knows how much extra time is going to be. Um, if, if you watch enough, so one a year, several years ago, I watched an entire year of a Premiership soccer, and halfway through it, you could you could basically yeah. guess within twenty seconds of how long extra yeah. time was going to be. So you do get used. So to it. you just have to be a fan. Exactly. You basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Um, there was a tragedy this past week, though, at uh, Rangers Ballpark in Arlington, where a fan, Shannon Stone, actually fell 
out of a seat, 20 feet down into the Oakland Athletics bullpen, um, head first, ended up dying from his injuries um, after trying to catch a uh, Josh Hamilton um, ball that Josh Hamilton, you know, innocently tossed into the stands to this guy who was there with his seven-year-old son. Um, extremely, extremely tragic. Um, and actually, last night, too, we saw a uh, another incident where a guy almost did the same exact thing, fell out of his seat. No, he was standing on a table. Or standing on a table, excuse me, Tip. Um, you're right. Fell off this table. Fans actually grabbed him, were able to stop stop him from falling over. Um, with that aside, I mean, that was just a guy being stupid, but the Shannon Stone incident was a... No, that was just tragedy. That was a tra- That was a tragedy. I don't know. What do you guys think? Is this the fans' fault, or is this the stadium's not not taking into account? Um, you know, fans trying to reach over, uh, reach over, you know, fences and and uh, guardrails to try to get these foul balls. Do the stadiums need to do something to protect the fans more? Does it have to be somebody's fault? Can it just be a tragedy? Uh, well, I mean, in Arlington's case, it, this is the second time in two years that something like this has happened. Well, I guess maybe they should do something about it. I'm just, I'm not prepared to, like, you know, place blame on somebody. And it, it's a tragedy. I don't know that it has to necessarily be somebody's fault. I, I think instead of putting nets around the stadium, which I've heard they're thinking about doing, you know what? Just do a public service announcement type thing. Make it clear at the beginning of the game. Put signs up. Please don't lean over the rail. Da 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 da. You know, it's a tragedy. It's a shame what happened there. But people do. If you're gonna say whose fault it was, it was his fault. I mean, I'm not. I'm not knocking the guy. I mean, he. You know, I would have done the same thing. I would have tried to grab the ball too for my six-year-old son. But I, I just think make make it very aware to the fans who are there. Don't maybe if anything you know what maybe put the rail up a little higher or even put the seat back a little from the rail. I mean, but to put nets around and all that, I just don't agree with that. You're just impeding sight lines for a lot of people and everything else. I don't think you necessarily have to put nets up, um, like what they did in the NHL after that little girl was killed in that Columbus Blue Jackets game. Um, the nets are a good idea with the NHL. I mean, because those pucks, yeah. you know, those pucks come flying and they come at a more um, rapid pace since you're closer to the action, and you, um, and I think it's more frequent in hockey. But you know, I don't think nets are the answer. If they, I mean, maybe in the in in the Rangers' case, since this is the second time this has happened, um, maybe make some of those. Maybe make some of those railings a little bit higher. Right, I, I don't have a problem with that, or get, or eliminate that one row around certain rails. Uh, you know. last week again we saw another arrest in the NFL. Pac-Man Jones once again um, was arrested for <laughs> resisting arrest. Um, he could be sent to jail over this since he is currently on probation in uh, in the state of Nevada for being arrested in Las Vegas a couple years ago for I believe it was the same charge resisting arrest or disorderly conduct one of the two Pac-Man Jones though I mean this guy has had chance after chance after chance after chance to kind of make things right with himself in the NFL Roger Goodell let him back in gave him that a, a new chance and a new lease on life in the NFL is it time to finally sever ties with a guy like Pac-Man Jones that is 
really just a black eye for the NFL and the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, Cincinnati other... Bengals don't need black eyes because they've got... Exactly. What do they have? 30 felons on their roster right now, pretty much? That's so, what they do. It's like I a... mean, so just send them back there because they're just going to get another one. So, I mean, I think Cincinnati is probably kind of glad because, you know, it's a newer well, rest. Well, look at their colors. I mean, they're orange and black. They're, they, they're the penal system team. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they're already wearing the uniforms out in the field anyway. So. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I mean... I don't care if teams want to pick this guy up still, but I think they're idiots. If they do. What did he do? I mean, what did he do this time? I, I don't have the specifics. I didn't. I wasn't able to read the specifics in there. All I know is he was arrested for um, resisting arrest. Kind of if you're resisting arrest, you are about to be under arrest for something. Right, else. right. I was just curious what Usually. it was. <laughs> it's, you don't just like, get arrested every morning. I don't think it, you I just don't have. Son a, of a bitch! Uh, I didn't do anything. You know what it is anyway. I don't have a hell of a lot of. Uh, uh, faith in the criminal justice system in this country yeah, I, anymore. So you know what? I don't know. I want to hear what he did wrong. Yeah, I, 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 I want to think that he's innocent until proven guilty. And I, you know, I don't, I don't care. I'm actually really sick of. I, honestly, I think it's none of our business. I really, I don't care that I'm. I actually have like a new, a new lease on life, if you will, a new thought process on this. I don't, I don't care. I don't think it's any of our business. And if his boss wants to fire him for this. Then his boss, boss can fire. You know, if I was the owner of his team, I might fire him. I'm not though, so do what you want. I don't know. Well, we got another one. Um, the NFL <laughs> in the end, Heinz Ward arrested for a DUI again last week, driving under the influence, where he failed multiple sobriety sobriety tests. Came out. His lawyer said that. Uh, Heinz Ward was actually not drunk. He only had two Coronas a couple hours beforehand, and he was okay. Yet he failed those sobriety tests. Um, I didn't see what he actually blew in terms of a breathalyzer. Squirrel and I were actually talking about this though yeah. pri- um, prior to the show that there really shouldn't be any sobriety tests except for a breathalyzer. It's the only one that matters. I don't know why they still do all this stuff. I don't either. I mean, you can pass every one, and if you fail the breathalyzer, you still go to jail. Who gives a I, shit? I, I can guarantee you I could never do the alphabet backwards. No way. I have trouble doing it forward. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm telling you right now, I could never do it. If somebody asked to do it right now, I couldn't do it. It's, I mean, is this Andy it. and Barney Fife, though? Like, do they make them walk the line? And That's I mean, what I assume. I mean, it, come on. This, this is stupid. Well, according Seriously. to the propaganda commercials they are on TV now, that they sh- that they show them doing all those things. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. No, I, well, I'm sure they do. You know, Adam and I were joking off very forehand. It's like, is it just so they can show this footage on cops later? Do they, they just have a... Is it just because of the dash cam so they can say, uh, you know, uh, hey, hey, don't don't stop making them walk the line and, you know, counting backwards from 100 because it's, it's just it's cable television gold. I mean, don't... You can't can't stop doing that. I don't know. I just whatever. I I, I, I definitely think that's you know. I don't know if that's necessarily the case, squirrel. But yeah, I I think you're onto something when you say the only test that is really you know it's, it's relevant, relevant is is the is the breath. What I've heard too. I mean, I I I don't know. This is not me like talking because I I don't know. I've never seen this like firsthand or anything. But I've heard that a lot of times they do this, and then if you pass those, if you pass those initial tests and then fail the breathalyzer, they will then say in court, "Oh, it must be because you're an alcoholic, oh my and God. you can handle your alcohol so well that you were still able to walk a straight line and count backwards <laughs> from fifty 
even though you are above the legal limit. Which he's like, wow, that's that's quite the stretch. I'm sorry. I, I thought they'd cancel themselves out and you'd actually be okay. <laughs> yeah, you'd think so. If you're going to do that, then they should be like, if you pass two out of three. Oh, um, shit, he blew three times over the legal limit, but this guy can walk a straight line for a mile. One of the most dominant big men in the NBA actually retired uh, this past week, Yao Ming, after having uh, after having re- pretty much the end of his career there plagued by injury. Um, tried to recover from a uh, from foot surgery this past off season. Um, suffered um, suffered like I said tremendously from uh, from from foot problems later on in his career. Um, he's only 30 years old. He wasn't old at all, um, pretty much in the prime of his career. Um, what do you guys think, though, of Yao Ming? Is this, guy, is this guy Hall of Fame worthy, or is this simply the case where, you know, like a Terrell Davis, who, you know, former uh, Broncos running back, that was great when he did play, but simply didn't play long enough? Oh, I don't, absolutely not Hall of Fame worthy. Uh, he, you're talking about a guy that, Really had what two mm-hmm. pretty good years, three maybe pretty good years. He, he was good. He wasn't dominant at all to me. I mean, I'm not not taking anything away from, him, but no, he was a good player uh, when he was healthy, and he was really only good for three seasons maybe. No, I agree. He he was a good player, and he's one of these things. I don't mean to take this away from him necessarily, but he is the. There's been a lot of this guy in the NBA over the years. He's that guy that you say. You know, he's skilled. He's to be reckoned with when he's out there. But any person his size that is, you know, given the gift from God that they happen to be that size could do what he's doing out there. It's yeah. a force, right? Yeah, that, that's, just stand there and you can't get around that's him. That's it. That is, you know, I'm not saying he didn't work hard. I'm not saying he didn't condition. I'm not saying that he didn't learn some basketball skills. But I, I have to say that, to me, anyone who's that size could go out and do what he did. Wasn't he seven foot six? Yeah, yeah. I mean, any guy who can stand next to Shaquille O'Neal and make him look little is—I mean, he's a giant. Yeah. He finished his career averaging nineteen points, nine rebounds, and one point nine blocks per game um, during his eight-year NBA career. And he only played out of out of six hundred and fifty-six possible games. He only played in four hundred eighty-six of those. Um, again. He hasn't played for two years. Yeah, essentially he no, hasn't I mean, played for two years. I mean, it's a If he would have been healthy, who knows what he could have done for the Rockets. Played in only five, I'm sorry, so he only played in five games last year. Go ahead, Squirrel. You know, I'll, I'll say this, too. Uh, compared to some of the other guys that just had his ridiculous size, compared to uh, Manute Bowl, Sean Bradley, or, like, the two that pop into my head, he was better. better than them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, he, he, was, he was a better skill player than, than both of them. I would say. You know what, though, to tell you the truth, I wouldn't be surprised at it one bit if he was to make it into the Hall of Fame, considering um, how easy it is to make it to the NBA Hall of Fame. Well, and I'm and, not going to, like, um, protest or something. No, 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 and you yeah. know what? And you know what? If he doesn't make it in on that, then what this guy did for the globalization of the mm-hmm. NBA. Okay, if they give, give it to him for that some other reason, I can get it. But for his plane, no, he... You can't put a guy in like that in the Hall of Fame. You gotta, have the, you gotta have some sort of numbers to get in. I, I like it too. So I, no, I, no, I yeah, I mean, if this he gets isn't in, a personal thing. Yeah, if he gets in, good for him. Yeah, because he does. It's believe me, like you said, I'm, it's not gonna wreck my night. But. You know, what? I, I know we're over time this subject, but one thing about the Hall of Fame goes for all four sports. When I, I hate it, I hate to see somebody that, in my opinion, deserves to get in the Hall of Fame that doesn't. Yet, when someone gets into the fame that. I think maybe they shouldn't have. I don't really care. 
Right. It's not a big deal to me because there isn't a set number like you can only have X amount of people yeah. in the Hall of Fame. I so think it just diminishes the Hall of Fame. That's all. I guess it could, but. Uh, anyways, uh, the appeals court the other day ruled that the NFL lockout is legal um, and it won't be lifted despite uh, the NFL and its uh, and its players union working towards a resolution and a new CBA here. Um, this again stems from. Um, Back a few months ago, when a judge, a U.S. Circuit appeal or a U.S. Circuit Court judge, decided that they ruled that the lockout is illegal, and she lifted it, the NFL took it to appeals court, and those court ruled it legal. Um, I don't think this is going it, to. It's it. Those are all just not necessarily technicalities, but um, it's pretty much water under the bridge right now since the NFL and its players are so close to a. To a new collective bargaining agreement. Wow, how um, surprising is that? Shocker. I know we're uh, we're actually we're three weeks away from uh, training. Wow, isn't that something? Pre-season. They might ju- it just might screw up the first preseason game or something. It's like wow, I, I can't believe they're gonna settle this. Uh, tip, actually, if it's uh, I read I read this the other day, tip. If they settle it by July twenty first, oh, the Hall of Fame game will be in jeopardy. No, nothing will be in jeopardy. Oh. They already they already released a schedule in terms of what they'll do, so nothing is put in jeopardy in terms of free agency. Oh, that's, that's in terms crazy. of crazy, <laughs> I can't even believe it. <laughs> but um, yes, I mean, it's very very close. And right now, that may have been kind of a uh, you know, some fans might have heard that and got a little worried seeing something like that. But what that actually is is something that um, really the public really doesn't need to know about. Public doesn't no. need to know about. Uh, you know, whether or not, you know, what in what way the appeals court favored, whether they favored for the NFL or its players. When you could foresee this happening back a few months ago when that original U.S. District Court judge decided that the, lock, the lockout was illegal and she lifted it. So um, it's all part of that big process that everybody could foresee coming. So it's what I thought from the very beginning. This is they should call this the big yawn. Well, is this because it's, like, it's like what? Like they weren't gonna settle. Yeah. Well, honestly, is this not the biggest publicity stunt in sports history? The NFL made it possible, so they will be the only thing talked about for twelve straight months. It's one of those subjects that I mean, I know, we, I know you have to talk about it. I wish people would have stopped talking about it. If you really wanted things like this settled, don't give it any. Don't give it any air. Don't give it any press. Oh yeah, it's amazing when people get ignored. How they just they, it, they, they freak can't, out. Yeah, they can't stand it. No, I think if the no media coverage was on this thing, this thing would have been over with two months ago. Oh god, yeah. Uh, it makes you wonder, you know, why you're. Oh, the owners they had to get lawyers in here to separate the two. Oh, they're okay. They're uh, they're negotiating towards yeah. a new deal and. Uh, this will be our last one before we head for a commercial break. Darren Williams will be playing in. Well, it's supposedly going to be playing in Turkey during the NBA lockout. Speaking of lockouts. Um, the real one. The real one going on right now. Uh, Darren yeah, I Williams, agree with that. Very good point guard for the New Jersey Nets. Uh, has a big, big contract. I believe he's owed somewhere around 24 to $27 million for the remaining year left in his contract before he becomes a free agent. Uh, now, the thing is here is if he goes and plays in Turkey next season, then if he gets hurt, the New Jersey Nets could possibly be off the hook for the rest of his contract. Now, is this a bad move for Darren Williams, or 
Is this something that he'd be doing to keep in shape, keep up on things? I think it's a good move because if he gets hurt, would who who wants to play for the New Jersey Nets? Yeah, I think it's a way out. <laughs> so I mean, it's kind of it's kind of a one situation for him, isn't it? How stupid is it that the Nets signed this guy back into his contract this well, much? Well, it was a trade. They traded for him. Whatever they took on the Utah, right? They took on the responsibility for whatever. Then Utah's reading. Why and got Darren Williams twenty four million dollars a year? I mean, come on. No, for once I'm just gonna let it's my money. Actually, I think it's probably two years. No, it's got to be more. Yeah, it's two years. Okay, okay, but still, it's a large. It's a large contract. It's just know what? It's it. It's it's his money or his potential money. Basketball is his trade. Go to work. Oh, I'm, no, glad, I'm glad he's. If they're not going to play next year, I'm glad he's finding somewhere else where he can, uh, he can, you know, practice his trade. Good yeah. for him. And if it's locked up, they ain't going to pay him next year anyway. Exactly. So. Well, exactly. this do, this does actually lead to some potential conflict between the NBA and I believe it is FIBA, the the international basketball um, governing body, um, because they don't like FIBA to like their their leagues taking NBA players who are only under contract for. Um, during a lockout, since it kind of, in some way, him. strains relations. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens uh, with this with this Turkish team. It's the same Turkish team that signed Allen Iverson when he went overseas to play um, after he wasn't able to get a contract from an NBA team last season. Um, and this is a, the same Turkish team that is, in fact, going after Kobe Bryant as well. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens from here on out with uh, with play- NBA your players. your wives and daughters, people of Turkey. <laughs> Kobe's town. <laughs> Godzilla coming over. <laughs> Anyways, you guys, um, that's going to do it for our rapid, rapid fire roundtable segment. Um, we're going to go ahead and though and take our first commercial break. Uh, this is the Majors Live on the Majors.net. We'll be right back. school because I was just making money stealing cars. Well, I was 10 when I first got involved with drugs. I skipped school because nobody cared. When I first got pregnant, school was not important to me, so I dropped out. I just thought the only way I can make something out of my life is that if I get an education. I still need to go to school to make, make it for myself. Stay in school. Give yourself a chance. I think I'm happier now. I know I'm happier now. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ansel. This is Carl Edwards here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You want to make a difference? It's simple. Be responsible. Plan ahead. Designate before you celebrate. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hey everybody, Squirrel here reminding you to check out Detroit Grouty Radio every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock Eastern Time on Grouty.com or TheMajors.net or for download on iTunes or Stitcher. Come hang out with our favorite lowlifes discussing everything gross, rowdy, nerdy, and dirty on Detroit's groutiest radio station and one of iTunes' first 100 podcasts, Detroit Grouty Radio.
People have all kinds of excuses for not saving energy. I didn't plug it in. I'll turn it off later. It's not my music. It's just one phone charger. So um, we don't have those Energy Star appliances. So that old window leaks. How much energy and money could the new ones really save? Maybe it's time to stop making excuses and start doing some simple things to save the energy and resources we can. Cause a little here and a little there can add up to a lot later, and you just never know what people will need in the future. My name is Sarah, and I'm going to get started today. We can all help save energy for tomorrow. What's your excuse? For more energy-saving tips that will save money, visit loseyourexcuse.gov parents. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy, the Ad Council, and the station. Welcome back, everybody, to The Majors Live on TheMajors.net. 734-259-4941 is the number to call in. You can get in at 734-273-9982. Uh, phone lines are now open, so uh, call in. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start off with our roundtable segment right now, brought to you by LMNX Studios, Metro Detroit's design professionals. Check them out at LMNX Studios. Dot net MLB All-Star Game currently underway right now. The American League All-Stars, the National League All-Stars. Currently, it is 0-0 at the top of the third. Um, David Ortiz facing off against Roy Holiday of the uh, Philadelphia Phillies. Um, this thing that, uh, that we kind of discussed last night during Around the Diamond, which you can hear every Mondays, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time on the Majors.net. Uh, Given the, given what's at stake for the All Star Game, and that's home field advantage in the uh, in the world, fans still have a, a a vote for the All Stars for the for the starters in the All Star Game. If they're going to keep on having the winner of the All Star Game have home field advantage in the World Series, this might surprise people. Absolutely. This is if there's a, the ultimate fan game. It's the Major League Baseball fan game. Stop making it for the World Series. This is an exhibition game. It's the thing I've ever heard of in my life. I don't care if they fans do the Dublin World and field the two greatest teams. It's an exhibition game that doesn't matter. Why are they putting the World Series involved in this game? It just it's crazy. But if they if if they do have the World Series still be determined home field by you know by the winner but, of the All Star Game, I don't feel that the fans no, should I, have but, that right. But Adam, I, I think I think I can speak for Tip when I say this too. I refuse to answer this question just because I think the All Star Game choosing anything for the World Series is so ridiculous that to me you've already ruined how you get home field advantage for the world series why now ruin the all-star game because of it because picking home field advantage for the world series is ridiculous no matter who picks the all-stars for the all-star game 
it's a ridiculous concept. No, that, that's and, my point. If the fans I, vote that yeah. we're but worst, that's, teams, but that's the question. If you no. have a hot pitcher I mean, guy who happens hit two home runs, it doesn't matter. It's it, it's still a subjective thing. The I know, game but that's is. but that's the question at hand. I see what you guys are saying, but that's the question at hand, though. I mean, I, just, I can't answer it. I can't. That's fine. I, can't I mean, that's fine. I mean, you don't you don't have to answer it. It's just, I mean, that's the question at hand. And, and I don't believe fans should have a vote if World Series if the World Series is going to be still at stake in the All Star Game. It's not, then sure. You know what? It's a, it's a regular exhibition games, and fans could have fans could have you know can choose whoever they want. But Adam, that goes both ways because you could the All Star the the way the All Star Game is picked has been around a hell of a lot longer than the All Star Game choosing home field advantage for the World Series. So by the same token, you could say. I don't think the All-Star game should determine that because the yeah, fans the, pick the, you know. Yeah, but things by change, that, though. By that exact same logic. Well, but by that exact same logic, I can say I don't think this should determine home field advantage for the World Series because the fans are the ones that pick the All-Stars. And at least with mine, that's been around longer. I don't know. At least fans, that has tradition. You know what? It is. It is. Tra- it is traditional. I think the problem is here. I think you're right, Tip. The problem is here is having the All Star Game determine the World Series. Oh, yeah, that's that's the problem. I th- you know what? But I think that if you're if you want to have something else determine the home field advantage, then you know, then what you had before, where you know they rotated every single year. Um, why all you have to do is keep it like it used to be. Well, I don't. I don't. Well, I don't even like that method. Why not just have it the best team with the best record? Why don't you have it just be that way? Or if you're going to keep interleague play intact in, in here, then why not just have the league that wins the most games during interleague Agreed. play? You know, determine who gets home field advantage in the All Star game. My problem is, is, you know, with the fans voting in on the All Stars, if you're going to keep World Series. Home field advantage at stake here. It, who could end up be playing at the end of a one-one tie in the All-Star game? You could have you could have a Kansas City Royal playing uh, facing off against a a Florida Marlin. Two teams that probably won't have any stake whatsoever. They pro- they probably won't have any any stake in who makes it into the playoffs, let alone who makes it to the World Series. So that's what I don't like. We could do an entire show on the ridiculousness of this concept. I mean, it, right? Th- that, that's that, why. That's... I mean, it's it's so it's so stupid to me that there. I don't even think it needs to be explained. I mean, no other sport does anything like this. It's ridiculous. Now, to me, you say you know, bringing up uh, you know, why not just do it by who has a better record? I I one hundred percent agree. Just go by record. And why not do it by who has a better record? What? That's too arbitrary. Because they didn't I, play. I, I don't no, agree with they that, actually. Well, I mean, so. why? Because they didn't play each other? They, sure, I mean, but you have the most arbitrary and ridiculous way to decide it now. I, I, oh, I agree with it. The problem, the problem is it worked for uh, 80 years, every other year. You know, I, you, I you like have, picking it. You have no, no, it's, a reason it, it to works, pick it. But you have teams in the National League sometimes that the, where the National League dominates and dominates and dominates, and it's cyclical. The American League will dominate and dominate. Well, it, to me, if it, it, home field advantage should stay in your division and in your league. And then when it comes to the World Series, when one league plays another league that happens to even have two different rules in it, every other year it works beautifully. I, but, they, I, but, they do each, but they do play each other now. They do have interleague play now. Yeah, but in which case, now you just brought up the Kansas City Royals and Florida Marlins. Mm-hmm. Okay, what if the American League that year happens to just have a lot less less good teams, excuse my English, 
and they just get their ass kicked by the well, national. That's I mean, still what, better than just so. I mean, by your method, though. So you are the you are by far the better team this year. But odd year, it's random. You don't get home field advantage. At least by going by record, it chooses it's something. But you get home field advantage to get to the World Series. The World Series is kind of a different thing. Well, I other get than, that, but what's wrong with choosing it by who had the better record when you play the exact same amount of games instead of just having it be random? I mean, what what it, good is it, it, you what know good what they, is a totally if, random element? If they went to that, I wouldn't care. But my point is, they went to this, which is ridiculous. It worked great for 80 years doing it every I mean, other I year. Think no one even think of it. It was like, hey, the well, Tigers I mean, in the World Series are happier than hell. It's like, you don't even think, somebody, oh, we open in St. Louis. I don't care. Obviously, somebody thought team, about it because they changed it. Yeah, well, they did, so. it be, they did it because of the 1-1 tie in the All-Star game a few years ago. In 2001. And they, no, there wasn't a winner. So all of a sudden, Bud Selig, in his infinite wisdom, decided to think, we have to be worth something. It was a one-one tie in an well, exhibition game. Well, I, I mean, who cares? I, I, I mean, I, what I, I, has that got to do with anything? It made no sense. No, it was a ridiculous solution to right. something that wasn't that big of a problem. Which they didn't need a solution it, it, for. You know, I mean, actually, it was an easy solution to that problem. Keep playing. Yeah. That that was the yeah. solution. The same thing as one-one tie in baseball. In baseball, <laughs> you you follow the rules that are already set for that particular game. It's it's actually really, you. Keep I don't necessarily playing. think they should have kept playing because you. I mean, it it was an ex it was a true exhibition game at that point. I think playing. Actually. There's no ties in baseball. I think it was stupid. Well, I mean, yeah, it is stupid. I have but no problem with it. I have no problem with ties in any sport. But so. it's it's the all star game at that point. That year, that given year, it was truly an exhibition sport. And you have players going to be playing in two more days. You have pitchers getting you, ready to go back. Then your coaches say, hey, guys, remember, this is exhibition. But you know how we all know that that's an exhibition I know it could, game? I know Those players knew that, too. I know, it's exhi- I know it's exhibition in that sense, but it's not that it's not an exhibition really well, for that, a pitcher that's going to go out there and yeah, still pitch. And hurt his arm. And hurt yeah. For the love of the game. Then, then throw it underhand if you have to. I don't care. I honestly wouldn't care if the pitchers went out and said, listen, I can't do this anymore. I'm... I'm gonna I'm gonna lob him a, a gimme and I, I, first, I, first home run next home run wins. I, I mean, can assure you seriously if if that one one tie would have happened in like 1968 or 1970, without anything of it. I'm telling you, no one would have thought anything. They I don't think they would have done it back then. I think they would have just well, said. Well, regardless if it would have happened, but once again, it's everything has to be a major major issue about everything, and they force these people into making decisions that are just stupid. I mean, really, did you wake up the next day and were you mad because the All-Star game ended in a 1-1 tie? Seriously. Stupid. I didn't give a shit. I didn't I care, it man. Cool, it's like, actually. whatever. I mean. I thought it was stupid. I, I'm not saying it wasn't stupid, but it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I didn't even think well, it was stupid. I, I've i never understood why ties are stupid. What the winner? I don't understand <laughs> I'm that. sorry. I totally No, disagree. I know. We, we the next morning, had a, a loud argument about this. I mean, seriously. I don't watch, hey, a, I don't watch a sporting event for two plus but hours. But wasn't so it the game in Milwaukee? Nobody wins. Wasn't the I game in Milwaukee and it was that. really late and it was raining or something? Yeah, like it was that. a horribly shitty night. Yeah, it was pouring down rain or something like that. Was it raining? I thought Milwaukee. I thought they played indoors in Miller Park. No. They don't? No. They have a retractable roof on there. No, I remember it was something. I, I th- it was ten years ago. I could yeah. be completely wrong. I thought. I thought. I thought the game was just running over. And I remember not thinking anything Isn't it just of it. Just for the love of the game, though. Don't you just? Don't you want the rules of the game to just be played? Regardless? No, not for no. Ma- not for major really ball when it's when it's when it's more of a business than the love of the game. For come love on, of the game, come sometimes on, equals really dumb assholes yeah, hurting themselves scroll, for the rest even of their you career. Know, it's, it's, oh, baseball's a business for the most part, okay, and you've got to okay. and you've got to and teams have remember to remember this next time you guys argue with me that uh, we. 
we need umpires behind the plate because you know they're because uh, it's tradition and we shouldn't uh, we shouldn't have uh, instant replay for uh, balls and strikes. I compare them continuing to play to Pete Rose's injuring that guy for the rest of his career. To me, they're the same exact thing because wow. it's a horrible risk. And, and a risk, well, and Pete Rose is a piece of shit for doing what he did. That's why it's an exhibition. That's, that's why it's that's an exhibition. Point. You're not that's supposed to give it your all. That's the idea behind it. And that's what I just said. So, uh, so, so what's wrong with the ties? My yeah, point. because because it's a game. It's a game people pay to see, and there's this game, and the rules are that there's no ties. Well, there's in the regular season. What are they going to do? They? I don't know. Well, I mean, that's or, the problem. Or keep playing, or call call it a I I don't know I guess call it a rain delay. Seven, you guys. I'm sorry, we got to move on. Seven three four two five nine four nine four one. We are going to get into another baseball topic here. Um, Derek Jeter, and I love when uh, you know when you don't get much feedback on your Facebook page for certain topics, you make a little mistake, then all of a sudden everybody comes out to uh, you know to uh, point out your mistake on Facebook. And yes, I'm sorry, Samuel. It was a his Derek Jeter did hit his three thousand hit. Not his 3,000th home run. I apologize for that. So, um, <laughs> what <a> asshole. <laughs> Anyways, though, uh, Derek Jeter hit his 3,000th hit. And then this is something else that Tip and Tony um, and myself talked about last night and around the diamond. Um, I thought the surprising thing out of all of this was Derek Jeter was the first Yankee to get his 3,000 hit. I mean, given all of the great Yankees hitters that there was in the past, whether it be you know Joe DiMaggio or Babe Ruth or Mickey Mantle, uh, that Derek Jeter, first one to ever do this, and here we are in 2011, July of 2011, after the Yankees have been around for how many years? Was it 100 years? Well I mean? over yeah, 100. well over 100 years. I mean, I th- yeah, I think the uh, the American League started in 1901, okay. I believe it was. So, anyways, though, Derek Jeter hits his 3,000th uh, career, 3,000th career hit at Yankee Stadium. Off of a home run, very very fitting. Um, so and it was three and two count. Three, very very nice to see. Off a very very good pitcher too, and David Price. So, um, oh, is he pissed too? Oh, I bet he was. <laughs> Divisional rival too, you know. Um, I think a lot of the, a lot of the story though actually came after this. After okay, Derek, I'm going to sit back. Give me your opinion on this. After Derek Jeter hit this home run, a young man by the name of Christian Lopez. Who knows, Tip? We may agree on this. You never know. <laughs> young man by the name of Christian Lopez caught the baseball. Don't caught ask. the baseball um, and uh, decided he was going to give it back to uh, the Yankees and Derek Jeter because... Derek Jeter earned that home run, and it was Derek Jeter's ball. Um, this is all despite that the home run ball itself is probably going to go at off for a quarter of a million dollars. And um, this guy, Christian Lopez, I believe he is a 23 or 25-year-old um, man who is, works at Verizon, someplace in the, uh, in the New York City area, and has a $100,000 worth of uh, student loan debt. Um, for me, I think this Christian Lopez guy is one of the biggest assholes on the face of this earth for oh, shocker for giving up this base. Oh, I'm gonna go ahead and give up this cheater. You earn this baseball. This is your baseball, and I don't want anything in return. So what did the Yankees do? They gave him a couple of autographed uh, of memorabilia for from Derek Jeter, and they gave him tickets to They'll the probably uh, give them back to the rightful owners. What was that? <laughs> He'll probably give them back to the people that signed them. 
Is they're the rightful owners. They touched them with their pen. Well, and then uh, and then he gave it, or then they gave him tickets to the Legends Club. Uh, I already know, gave him to charity. You know what? If this guy, if this guy was, <laughs> he gave him to the Legends. <laughs> it's their club. You know what? <laughs> he he said Derek Jeter should have this ball back because it's Derek Jeter's ball. He deserved it. He worked for this. Um, this is all despite the fact that, you know, Derek Jeter, uh, eh, Derek Jeter's high, but do you see him going to the All-Star game for the fans? For anything like that? No. Fuck the fans. No, he's not, he's not doing that. What is, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to hold out of the All-Star game because I'm exhausted after having the previous five weeks off dealing with an injury. And um, let's not forget, too, that this is the same Yankees organization that charges an arm and a leg to sit behind home plate and pretty much anywhere in the new Yankee stadium. So I want to know what this Christian Lopez is, what his girlfriend is thinking, what your family is thinking now, um, when this guy had a lottery ticket, essentially, sitting in his lap, sitting in his pocket, um, when he could have at least taken the time, sit on it, go sleep on it, take the ball home, think about what you want to do instead of going right then and there. Oh, here you go, Derek Jeter. You earned this baseball. It's I'm all sure yours. I'm sure that's how he sounded, too, when he gave it. Oh, I'm sure it is. If he's going to go ahead and give up a, a quarter of a dollar baseball back to the to the New York Yankees, give me a break. Go ahead, Tip. No, I, I, you know what? It, 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 yeah, it, it's, it's pathetic. This guy... Last time I checked, he can do what he wants, and why? Yeah, he can do what he wants, and I can call him. And I can call him. No, why? Why, call why him do you total asshole? Why do you need to call him an asshole for? Because that's what he is. No, he gave up a quarter no. of a million dollar baseball for nothing to the New York Yankees. That what on for their fans? Except, except charge them an arm and a leg to go see the Yankees to go to go see to go see their team play at the new prestigious Yankee Stadium. What else have they done for their fans? Yeah, I can't argue with this because you. No, sure you can. Go no, ahead, no, Tim. No, 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 no. No, sure you can. You don't Go make ahead, any Tim. sense. That's Go why. Ahead, Tim. You don't make any sense. <laughs> Go when ahead. You let retards, why do you, when why you talk to retards, <laughs> they keep talking back. Why? Why do? You, why well, do no. people always have to? What is the point? This guy decided to give the ball back to Jared, Derek Jeter. That's his business. Why is it anybody else's business what he does? He got, you know what, this is what he wanted to do. Boy, you know, on the other hand, if he would have kept the ball and not let anybody for a year, well, he's kind of a greedy guy. You know, it was no win situation, again, because you can't, no one's, nothing is ever nice anymore anyway. It's always bad. Do you think Derek? Always bad. You can't be nice anymore. No, you can't. If you're nice, you're a piece of shit. If you're a piece of shit, you're a piece of shit. So no matter what, you're a piece of shit. And if he wants $500,000, he's a greedy bastard. Oh, yeah. So it's a never-ending cycle here in this society now. No, there's one kind of person in the world now, and that's a piece of shit. We're all piece of shit because no matter what we do, we get called on it and a piece of shit. So... The United States shit, because that's all we're worth. I, I think that I think this guy's a piece of shit for giving this ball up for he's a piece of for, shit. For, Isn't that for, amazing? Okay, for, rapists for not, are pieces for, of shit. For not, yeah. for not. Are you calling this guy a rapist? No, I'm calling this guy a piece of shit. Because <laughs> rapists are pieces of shit. I'm calling, okay, I'm calling this guy a piece of shit. So Jeffrey Dahmer and this because guy were now our blood brothers. No, no, Jeffrey Dahmer is a tremendous piece of shit. I think this guy's a piece of shit because he threw away, he gave away. Or a quarter of a million dollar baseball, nothing. So when this, what? when Who this cares? guy, when this guy has debt up the, what would you have done, Legolas? I would have given it back. You would have given absolutely. You would, tip, what have you have done? Honestly, 
if you want to know the truth, I'm not sure. Squirrel? I, I'm not, really. I just sold it. There's no way yeah. to give in this bag. Well, what do you... I, no, I, I, I'm dead serious. No, no I, I know, I know, no. I know you're serious. I no, just want to know... Tristan I just want to Um... You know, you three right now are, like, being ridiculous. I oh. mean, which I know <laughs> kind of the point. Um, I mean... Is... I mean, was what Adam said over the top? Yes, what Adam said was over the top. Was what Nicholas just said over the top? I mean, if one of those has, <laughs> if one of those has to be right, you're gonna go with me. Th no, I'm leaving. <laughs> if one of those has to be right, because you two both were ridiculous right there. Christian Lopez, good for you. You gave away this ball. Um, is that nice? To do that, I guess it's to do that. Um, it doesn't even have to be nice, girl. No, Maybe it, he just wanted to. Maybe he just wanted to give it okay, to Derek no, Jeter's I favorite get it. player. I get it. His and that's all I'm saying. His right. That's what I just right. didn't. I just say Christian Lopez, yeah. good for you. Yeah. But are you? But I'm being put on the spot and asked. Is this? I'll, I'll put it a lot nicer than anyone else did. Is this ignorant? Yeah, it's kind of ignorant. I'm not going to disagree with there's that. There's people out there that would pay a lot of money for this. This kid could use it, and it would be no skin off the nose of Derek Jeter or the New York Yankees. And if Derek Jeter wants this ball back at some point in his life, God knows he would have gotten it. I couldn't one agree, way I or another. Couldn't agree. Oh, but my point is, so I'm this, just all I'm doing is answering the question. I know that. I know that. But why is this guy? This is my point to this. Why is this guy getting raked over the coals nationally? I don't. Think oh, he, he is. Did. Oh no. Oh no. Scroll. He is. Absolutely, because it's, over the calls. Obviously, it's a heated topic. I mean, listen. He to, deserves it. No, he doesn't yes, he deserve does. it. He could have taken that money. He could have helped out his family. He could have helped he out himself. Cocaine, he could have bought cocaine. He could have bought cocaine, or he could have, or he could have gone and he could have, uh, you know, helped out some charity with a little bit of that money too. Oh, except, so now you want to tell to do with their money? I'm not. Did I say he, that's what he should do with that money? He can no. do whatever he wants. Exactly. What he wanted to do is give the ball You're back. You're right. You're right. He could do. He could do exactly. He could do whatever he right. wants. Right. And, and it's not like he broke a law. And or I, anything. And I can go ahead and I could call him a moron for doing that, which is what he I don't is. know why you need to call him a moron. Because he is a moron. He is a moron, Tim. He is a moron. He is the biggest man in the United States right now. Wouldn't it be awesome right if, if this guy got like uh, 20, 25 interviews throughout the country over the next? Yeah, get his, so get, a, get his get his fifteen like, minutes and gets fifty grand for each interview. Oh, it'd be, be awesome. hilarious! Oh, I'm sure. Be, I'm sure they're gonna. I'm yeah. sure. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay. Yeah, because his fifteen minutes is gonna be up here in probably to, the next and couple I bet of weeks. You somehow, very privately, and, and no one will know about it. That student loan they keep talking about will somehow disappear. Oh, do you know what? Maybe, we'll maybe. See. But you know what's happening now? He's getting taxed. He may get taxed oh, on all the stuff. Oh, and that's his fault. No. If no, you would have sold the ball, you get taxed on that too. Yeah. Yeah, but you'd have probably gotten a lot more money from well, selling the ball than what he than what he got no for some pieces of memorabilia and some tickets to some Legends Club at Yankee Stadium. What's he getting taxed for, though? Seriously, I, you know I yeah, don't sure. know. It's, yeah, he just he got some gifts. Anytime you win anything. Oh, oh, he's getting taxed for the tickets and for stuff. the, the right. tickets. Like oh, seven grand. Okay. I thought he was getting taxed for giving the ball. Away. So there you go. You can uh, add. Uh, you get that seven grand on top of his. Uh, seriously, I, mean, I would hope though at that point the Yankees would hopefully. I would slip them some cash or something to pay for that. I'd tag. like to think if I was Derek Jeter, I'd be hooking this guy up with some dough. Yes, right Derek. And you know be. what? I bet you he does, and I bet you he'll. Derek he'll Jeter's a good guy. Never ever know about it. 
uh, we just got done talking about how Tell you can't do zoo, anything without getting raked over the coals Derek, in the media. If Derek Jeter gives this guy a cent, we're going to know about and it. And he's also Jeter's also getting raked over the coals for this. Too. This is uh, and this oh. is the same guy that held out of Maybe his. Maybe uh, should. This is this is the same Derek Jeter that held out from the New York Yankees after uh, after you know playing there for so many years and you know pretty much being at the end of his career. Yet I'm going to hold out for more wow. money from the New York Yankees. That's what I'm going to do. I'm Derek Jeter. I'm a nice guy. You have a personal problem with this. Why do you, seriously, do you honestly hate this guy? Do you wish for him to die every night or Christian Loeb? No, Derek Jeter. No. Because this, I think this has more to do with your hatred for Derek Jeter. No, I like Christian Derek Jeter. Loeb. I like Are Derek you, Jeter. Oh, you really? Sure? I th- I th- it comes I th- through so well. It doesn't well. seem like I th- you do. I, th- I, th- I think Derek Jeter was a good baseball player in his in his time. A couple years. Was good? Okay. Yeah, what, you're saying Derek Jeter is awesome now? Derek Jeter is a Hall of Famer. For yes, he's a Hall of Famer, but that doesn't mean he's he's awesome now. Oh my God! Okay, I, le- very- I let you get away. So what are you, so what are you saying? You, what are you saying? Gordy Howe is good now. Gordy Howe could go ahead and suit up for the Red Wings and still play at at the high level of what he was in his prime. No, Derek what Jeter's I'm saying, still a Major League Baseball player. Gordy Howe's eighty. Yeah, no, oh, that's but, a hell of an analogy. You're, you're, miss, there. you're missing the point. No, I think we are. No, you're missing the point because Derek Jeter isn't as good as what he was in his well, prime. I'm no kidding. Way. And that's what I'm saying. And that's what I'm saying. Derek Jeter is nowhere near so, what he was prior. So why do you got to be such an asshole about because it? Because he's sitting here commanding a ton of money from the Yankees like he was still in his prime. And I'm sorry. We're going to go ahead and crash the nut right now with Aaron Eggemeyer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you bastard. Aaron, what's going on, man? You broke things up. How you doing? Uh, I'm sorry to do that to you guys every week, but <laughs> I figured... Uh, no, thank God. Do it before blood gets drawn. <laughs> well, I don't know what we're going to do with you. Uh, we, we're going to do with you next week since... Uh, since we're kind of going to be rotating weeks here with uh, Crash the Net, since we're now in off-season mode um, with our with our hockey podcast here, so um, I don't know. Maybe we might have some uh, some injury uh, some injury holdouts or whatever next week when uh, when Tip or myself or Lickless or Squirrel end up uh, end up on the floor. There's going to be an injury soon. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Aaron, a few things uh, from the world of hockey and the world of the NHL right now. Um, Minnesota owner Craig Leopold kind of sort of spilled the beans the other day when he was talking with a Minneapolis radio show on the potential realignment plans in the the NHL. Um, He went and he told them that basically uh, the new central division in the NHL is going to consist of the Minnesota Wild, the newly relocated Winnipeg Jets, the Chicago Hawks, the St. Louis Blues, Nashville, Nashville Predators, and perhaps the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Now, missing from that equation right there is the Detroit Red Wings. And that leads many to believe that, uh, that the Red Wings could be heading to, a, to the Eastern Conference, if that's what they're going to call it, because they sure as hell... I don't know. I, I shouldn't say that since Gary Bettman's still in charge. They could move him out west still. But uh, that leads us to believe that the Red Wings are potentially going uh, going out east to uh, not really take Atlanta's spot out there, but, you know, get vacancy left by the Atlanta Thrashers. Um, no, yeah, you know, and um, it, it's kind of something that's obviously being thrown around by the NHL. You know, uh, they're obviously looking now towards even next year. But um, anything, I think if they're going to do some kind of realignment, they're looking more at switching up the actual conference and how the divisions are worked out. Um, you know, I actually really like the way they're kind of going maybe towards more two divisions, really, versus having three. Um, it kind of gives you a bit more 
parity in terms of building rivalries. It kind of gives you a bit more parity in terms of geographic location. So I actually really right now. Do you think this is the case, though? I mean, because this is the real, um, this is really the first time that we've, I mean, we've heard about conference realignment in the past, in the last couple of months with the NHL, but it seemed like whatever we heard was based off speculation. It was it was coming from unnamed sources, or it was coming from newspapers. I mean, this seems like the it seems like this is the first time that we're seeing talk of NHL realignment coming right from the horse's mouth here, and and uh, Craig Leopold, who's in on these discussions since he is an NHL owner. I mean, do you think this is what it's going to be like come uh, come 2012-2013? Um, I don't know if it'll be exactly as he's saying. It's, um, you know, it's definitely good to know that the owners are talking about it, though. Um, you know, I know we they had their uh, the owner meeting, you know, probably maybe about a month ago, and it's good to know that they're actually really considering how they want these divisions and how they want the conferences to be worked out. Um, it just kind of goes to show that, you know, maybe the NHL the owners and teams have a specific say in how they want to do it. Well, do you do you potentially see this as I don't want to say a smokescreen, but we all know who's in charge of the NHL. It's Gary Bettman, and he's synonymous or he's he's notorious for, uh, you know, just making these outlandish moves. You know, putting teams in in the desert, in you know, in in he try, We know he's 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 tried to put a team in Las Vegas, even though that he hasn't come out and said that. Um, putting teams in cities that have already had a chance at an NHL team before. Uh, do you guys potentially not working out in this way? Maybe perhaps the Red Wings staying in the Western Conference and a team like Columbus or Nashville heading out heading out east? Um, you know, you could def- definitely still argue, you know, Columbus or Nashville going to Detroit. Um, that would really put all the original six pretty much in one conference except for, you know, Chicago, which is, a big thing because Chicago draws a lot of fans, but Detroit is a big money cow for a lot of these clubs. Um, we talked about it before. Um, I don't think the NHL is going to want to lose that kind of star power from having them go out to these cities every, you know, five, six games a year down to one, maybe two a year. Um, you know, I, who knows what's going to happen with Phoenix next year. If Quebec gets their own franchise back, you know, this is probably going to just take care of itself. But, you know, with Winnipeg being where they are now, that obviously creates a problem in how the division and the conferences are aligned. Nicholas, you, you, we did confirm you will break out the Quebec Nordiques jersey if they do come back, right? Of course. I've, I've broken it out <laughs> several <laughs> hundred times since they left. So It's not like he stopped wearing it over the last <laughs> Well, uh, Nicholas kind of made up his own. Whoop, what's that? Sorry about that. Nicholas um, kind of made up his own... Uh, his own Western division or Pacific division for 2012, and he thinks this is what Gary end up doing. The owner gonna, of the Phoenix Coyotes. Yeah, yeah. the owner of the Phoenix Coyotes. Okay. It's going to end up being San Jose, Anaheim, Los Angeles, Phoenix, Vancouver, and Detroit. <laughs> um, <laughs> obviously, this is probably something that's a little bit over the top for even Gary Bettman. Do, do you do you agree? <laughs> no, yeah, um, definitely. That's not. <laughs> Just based off of uh, road travel alone, that's a pretty outlandish one. But uh, you never know. They need the money out there. <laughs> um, well, moving along, Aaron. Um, the Detroit Red Wings uh, got themselves some new assistant coaches after the departure of Brad McCruin, who actually had a head coaching job with the KHL, and uh, Paul McLean taking a uh, head coaching job with the Ottawa Senators this past offseason. Um, the Red Wings went out and hired Bill Peters, 
and Jeff Blashill from uh, Western. from Western Michigan. Um, very, very good new coach for Western like Michigan. Um, Bill Peters was actually the head coach of the Rockford Ice Hound or Rockford Ice Hogs, excuse me, of the AHL, which is the Chicago Blackhawks AHL affiliate. Um, going into this, going into this uh, head coaching surge, um, Mike Babcock, Ken Holland, um, saying that they kind of wanted fresh blood. They wanted new ideas in here to kind of mix things up a little. Mike Babcock said it himself a few weeks ago that players sometimes get a little stale with uh, with the same guys telling them. I think it's important. I think it's important, too. What do you think, Aaron? Because, I mean, for the most part, I mean, these guys are relatively unknown, except for uh, Jeff Blasio, who, you know, who did a lot of things with Western Michigan in a season there. Um, but what do you think of these hires? Do you think it's a good move by Babcock and Holland, or could maybe they could have used somebody with a little bit more experience or experience well, you know, at the um, NHL level? Yeah, you know, um, I think they definitely would have loved to have someone, you know, like Ken Hitchcock come in, uh, but... You know, a lot of guys out there who um, are up at the opportunity to go from when they were a head coach back down to an assistant. Um, you know, Blasio was a bit of a surprise. From you know, only having been the coach at Western for a year, he did a lot for that team that no one really expected. He took them uh, back to the NCAA tournament for the first time. I think it's about 15 years. Um, you know, he got a couple of awards for his season. Um, the Rockford one, the with Peters, that was a little bit more of a surprise. I think. Um, but after a little bit of research, it turns out he, him and Babcock actually have a little degree um, coaching together. But um, it's definitely, um, I think it's two good moves. Like um, Tip was saying, you know, it's they're younger guys. I think that'll help really relate to um, a lot of the younger guys starting to step into the organization with Detroit. You know, you know, Aaron, I, I'm, I'm going to have another take on this also. I think Babcock did this almost for himself as much as he did it for the team. I think he... He was uh, getting a little stale, and I think he needed a little kick in the pants. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I think, uh, you know, success will do that to you. I think we all understand that. We all get bored of success after a while. I mean, let's be honest about it. It's like the wings. Michigan need- car. Right. I mean, you, you know what I'm talking about. But I, I think he did this to really help himself uh, a lot, too. I just was wondering what you thought. Uh, no, definitely. You know, um, I think that's one of the things a lot of both um, – Badcock, the management, and even the fans are, were a little uh, wary of last year was um, our special teams was really starting to kind of slow down. Um, you know, goaltending was doing a lot better. So guys, um, you know, Jim Bedard is not considered for one of the positions. But, you know, I think that's definitely something they're looking to shake up a little more to try to get a little bit more even aggressive on um, special teams, a little more aggressive in the neutral area. So I think that's definitely something that they were looking for. Uh, Aaron, um, moving along, uh, John Kreiser of NHL.com compiled a list of the most exciting players of all time. Um, two players in particular active played this list are Alexander Ovechkin from the Washington Capitals and Pavel Datsuk from the Detroit Red Wings. Um, two Russian players, two very, very exciting players. Now, they, they're, they're put on this list for the excited, most exciting players of all time. Not not within the past 10 years, not you know this past season, but of all time in the NHL. Um, do you agree with this? I do agree with Pavel Datsuk and Alexander Ovechkin being on this list. Um, definitely. You know, I think you can go down as some of uh, the best players in, in the league um, all time. You know, Ovechkin has that just raw, pure power um, that is really kind of exciting, whereas, you know, 
it's kind of almost the opposite for Datsuk, where he almost seems to just have fun while playing the game and playing it where he just does can't imagine. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of other guys in the league you could obviously point to and say that they're going to be exciting. They're very fun to watch. But, you know, it's, it's, I definitely can agree with that, Duke and Ovechkin being up there with a lot of the all-time greats, you know, all the guys and then the sack, um, just guys that you knew you'd want to watch play a game, even if you didn't have a horse in the race because they're just that good of players. It really kind of captures your eye every time they take a shift. Yeah, and he doesn't have many players on this list. I mean, it's not like he has like a 1 through 20 on this list. I mean, some of the other players he has on this list are Dominic Hasek, um, another former Red Wing uh, Buffalo Sabre, Chicago Blackhawk, Bobby Orr, um, Maurice Richard, Ball, uh, who else is he? Guy Lafleur, Dennis Savard, Pavel Bure, Alex Ovechkin, and Pavel Datsuk. So, I mean, he's in good company here, uh, or they're both in good company here. Um, I guess there's a couple of other guys I I, I could have added to the list. I, I still, Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, Wayne Gretzky, absolutely. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky. And I think if they're going to add Russian players Sergei on this list. Fedorov. Exactly. I was going to say that. I think, I think Sergey, within the past 20 years, I think Sergey Fedorov was probably the best Russian player absolutely. to, maybe the, even the best Russian player ever to, the to play Russian the game. Player. Yeah. I don't even think it's much Yeah, of an argument, now, you're, really. you're right now. Now that, now that I think about it, Lickless, I think you're absolutely right. I yeah. think, I think, I think Sergey Fedorov is the best Russian player to ever play in the NHL. Um, you know, maybe Ovechkin could end up, you know, taking yeah. that from him I when it's going on. up taking it from him. I, yeah. I don't, I don't think Datsuk, I, does have a chance. I don't think Ovechkin probably has more of a chance, but, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I would. I guess Sergey Fedorov is guys aside from Wayne Gretzky that I think I would. I would add onto this list. I just think Dad's like just hit, entering his prime, right? Frankly, I think he's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's what's wrong with this Red Wings team. We need to get that guy out of there. Yeah. If I ever caught his puck, I'd give it back to him. Though you're a piece of shit, Tip. <laughs> um, anyway, did did you did you want to add anybody to that list though that maybe you think should have been named there besides I guess Wayne Gretzky and uh, Sergey Fedorov? Um, you know, there's always a ton of guys you could look at um, saying they were flashy back in their prime. You know, even t- in today's look, um, there's a bunch of guys you can name. Like I was saying, you know, um, Thomas Vanek I think is an incredible player. He can just light up at any time. You can say um, Mike Medeprime. He was one of those guys you can just watch every shift. Um, you know, obviously uh, Tim Thomas. You know, he's in his little resurgence. He's just fun to watch play net. Um, but there's just so many exciting players that can break out at any time. It's, um, it's a lot of fun to think about. Yeah, Mario Lemieux. Mario Lemieux. I think he. And Yager. Yager. Absolutely. I think I think if Mario Lemieux didn't have the the health problem with Hodgkin's disease, I think he would have given Wayne Gretzky a run for his I money. I think if terms. he would have been healthy through his career, would have been arguably. The the best player in NHL history. I, I agree with you, Tip. Um, last one for this uh, for this week. Um, what's going on with the Lightning and Steve Stamkos right now in terms of the contract? Um, you know, I think a lot of it's more just them ironing out details. Um, based off, of, you know, what Eisenman's been saying, uh, you know, Stamkos has come out to to stay with the organization. He loves it in Tampa. Eisenman said he's focused on signing him, not on trading him. He's not even hearing anything about trade. Um, I think really the biggest thing is Sam Coast's agent's been a little busy with um, the thing that happened with Nashville. Um, all their restricted free agents, he has a couple clients there. So I think the big thing is just kinding out the actual monetary value of the years and the actual years. So I think, you know, just picking a number between seven and eight, and then I, for the years, you know, picking a number between five and seven. So I think that's just the biggest thing they're trying to figure out. 
and how that's going to impact the lightning in the future. So maybe you could put some uh, maybe some lightning fans' fears to rest that Steve Samkos isn't going anywhere. He's going to be a, on the Tampa Bay Lightning for um, many. Yeah, I mean, unless there's a radical change of thought in Stamkos, um, you know, Ike's a kid, a whole organization does, all the fans do. He kind of took the face of the franchise away from the Cavalier, and um, I don't think he's going to want to give that up to go to a place like Philly or uh, even Toronto where he might make less money than he could get there. All right. Well, uh, Aaron, since we are, like I said, in an in off-season mode right now with uh, Crash, um, we'll go ahead to you. Oh, tip. One, one last thing, One Aaron. last thing from uh, Tim. Ken Holland became a U.S. citizen today. So he did. Yes, he did. It's about yep, time. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, like I said, Aaron, um, we'll talk to you again in uh, in two weeks. Sounds good, guys. You have a great night. All right. See you, Aaron. See you. Aaron. We'll hear you next week. Goodbye. That is uh, Aaron Egemeyer of Crash the Net, and like I said, off season mode NHL, off season mode Crash in the Net. So uh, we'll get back with Aaron. And uh, what date is that? Uh, Next. July 26th. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Two weeks from today. Um, other than that, we're going to go ahead and take another quick commercial break. This is the Majors Live on the Majors.net. We'll be right back. There once was a boy wizard whose name was Larry, sir. Larry? Why weren't you in Professor Dinky Doodle's mythical creature classification class? Well, I'm taking Algebra 2 in a foreign language. Oh, so you can talk... <laughs> uh, exactly. Unless they're French. Larry wanted to go to college, so he visited knowhowtogo.org to find the classes he really needed. Getting into college doesn't happen magically. Learn more at knowhowtogo.org. Brought to you by the American Council on Education, Lumina Foundation for Education, and the Ad Council. My sport is football, but my passion is education. My name is Namdi Asmoa, and this is how I live united. I see too many kids miss out on moving up. Kids who could go on to college, but just need that extra little push. So every year, promising high students on a college tour. We check out the dorms, the library, meet some professors, find out where the best late night grub stops are. It shows them that there's a whole world beyond their own. What's even better is that most of these kids decide college is for them. I'm Namdi Asmoa. I show kids that a higher education means a brighter future. So when it comes to Living United, I don't just wear the shirt. I live it. Join me. It takes all of us working together to make a difference. Find out how you can live united for education. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. I'm Sarah. I'm Ellen. One night, I was at a bar. One night, I was at a bar. I had one too many drinks. I had one too many drinks. I got behind the wheel. I got a cab. A squirrel ran across the road. A squirrel ran across the road. I swerved. The cab swerved. I hit a guy. The cabbie just missed a guy. I wish I took a cab. Thanks, I took a cab. You have the choice to save a life. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the Department of Transportation and the Ad Council. I've been all-encompassing, um, you know, verbal throwdown when I use piece of shit and rapist because that was, I mean, I, or, or Adam, Adam was doing piece of shit a lot. He was, he was doing asshole a lot too. If you would have just started out by saying he's an idiot, I actually would not have even had an argument. I, I doubt that. He was an Honestly. idiot. He was an idiot. Christian Lopez. No. That was not. <laughs> 
just you know, I kind of disagree with what he did. Uh, anyway, though, well, we're gonna we're gonna we'll we'll move on though. Um, another big story this past week is Ohio State their uh, their self-imposed sanctions, if you could even call them that. Um, <laughs> basically, what Ohio State's gonna do from you know since they had to do well they didn't have to do this but they wanted to do it because they're nice guys um they decided they're going to vacate their their wins they're going to vacate their 2010 big 10 title and they're going to vacate their 2010 sugar bowl victory um and this all stems from jim trestle and so this goes back again evidently they didn't play any games again last year <laughs> like they didn't U- play any USC games didn't win the championship that year for some reason i remember losing to Ohio State. crazy i i, I once again they they were playing somebody, weren't they? No. You know what, though? This is Ohio State did themselves. Even Michigan actually beat Ohio State. That's last right. They did. Yeah. They so did. Rich Rod beat Ohio yep. State. Rod, and he no. shouldn't have been fired. No, he shouldn't have been fired. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I love it, though. They got a five star recruit from Ohio State. Uh, Michigan did. Yeah. Yeah, Kyle Kalis. It's um, awesome. It's yep. fantastic. Yep, and that's what Michigan's starting to do now. They're starting to get actually earlier today they're that they're they're, start, they're starting to get a lot of kids that grew up hating Michigan in yep. Ohio. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> so. did, you, did you hear what the kid said though? I mean, really, this is it's really important. I think because he he said, "Look, I'm not going. To We're punished for doing nothing." Don't blame him. And that's that's been my contention about the NCAA and these violations for years is they've got to do something about. They can stop this somehow. I'm telling you, they can stop it. They can find, like Chris Spielman, actually, I heard him interviewed uh, yesterday, and he says what he, he thinks what they need to do is, like, a coach that is involved in this type of thing needs to be fined $1 million. They, well, they have to and, do something because what Jim Trestle's doing, Tip, is he's he left, he's taking his money, right. and he's leaving, and nothing and, and nothing and, is happening and, to him. And did you hear what Ohio State, how they put it in there? He retired. Oh, really? Is that is that what happened? He retired. Yes. Oh, and that's and that's, but that's that's the nature it's of convenient. the end. That's the nature. Play. And but, Ohio. But that's my is, point. Spielman yeah. actually, he just says literally, you have to find these guys one million dollars, and you know you have to find the school. Spielman, because he is. I mean, he. I mean, he's a total Ohio State slappy. Yeah, total but he's Ohio, also. But he's, he's also. Right, yeah. But he's also. He's also fair at all. He's 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 reasonable in all of this because he's going out and he's saying oh, like, he's embarrassed too. oh now. absolutely and, and, and Tom and I were embarrassed and that's one of the reasons why Jim Trestle's gone is because a lot of the alumni just couldn't get behind him anymore they couldn't they couldn't be behind him because of everything he did uh, but what I was saying though is Ohio State has really set themselves up for um, the wrath of the NCAA which I believe comes up they're gonna they're gonna have a here state officials and the NCAA officials I believe on August 12th where they're gonna discuss Ohio's self-imposed sanctions here and uh, I'm guessing from there on out the NCAA could uh, impose more sanctions on Ohio State which at this point they probably will given that weak ass those weak ass self-imposed sanctions that came from. Uh, well, like I said from the beginning, they're going to get the USC penalties. What they're going to get? Well, something else came out today, Tip. Um, ESPN is actually suing Ohio State University for not releasing emails that Jim Trestle sent between himself and uh, and Terrell Pryor's quote unquote men and Gene Smith, the athletic of uh, Ohio University. Now, these emails stem all the way back to 2007, prior to when, no pun intended, Terrell Pryor showed up at the university. Now, I think 
and this is me speculating once again that this that these emails if Ohio Ohio State hasn't responded to the suit yet but if Ohio State decides to fight this you've got to wonder what exactly are they hiding is there is there more going to become out of all of this I think there potentially could Goodbye. and what could come out of all of this could be absolutely devastating for Ohio State University mm -hmm. in terms of what happens to them in the you said the US now the USC thing was bad I believe what was it a two-year bowl ban loss of a lot, a lot of scholarships. 30 scholarships. yeah 30 scholarships That's huge. 10 per year for three years now if we get more coming out about uh, you know stemming from these emails depending on what we what's in these emails they could get more. What uh, at the risk of sounding ignorant? What does ESPN have to do with this? Well, it's a, well, they're a news agency. Okay. And I'm serious. I'm asking. No, that's yeah, that's fine. They want to, you know, they want to get these emails based off the Freedom of Information Act. Oh, okay. Now, okay. now Ohio State is is saying that you know they have a right um, to keep these private since it it deals with uh, with education and. There's another act out there, another you know law there that says that universities you know have to keep these types of things private. But I believe what they what they're getting at there was actually meant for was grades and personal information pertaining to you know the individual like protect students protect students. Yes, not emails part of an NCAA investigation. And again, ESPN is, is after that just so they have the story, just so they can get the ratings. You know, kind of like what Scroll was talking about with Heinz uh, Ward, the, uh, the sobriety cell in public. You know, maybe maybe that's a maybe that's a ratings ploy by the networks. But I mean, this that's that's what ESPN is doing. They want okay. that information. My my guess is they're not going to win that suit. ESPN? That, yes. Oh, uh, I don't know. I I don't know. I guess that's yeah. Freedom of Information Act. I mean, does wonders for people. I mean, I. I I, I would venture to guess, and of course it's just a guess for me too. I would venture to guess the opposite, actually. Really? Just the Freedom of Information Act. I I'm just based on the fact that if, the, if 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 this rule was put in to protect students, I don't know how a judge or whatever is going to say that he wasn't a student. But they're going to have to. Oh yeah. yeah that's, when that's it comes all. To, when it comes to trial pride. Right. That's what I'm saying. But I mean, they're they're going to judge and say, would, you know, Coach Tressel or have knowledge of prior or any other students' grades. But this came before prior you know, was at the university, though. You know, I right. mean, and I don't think they can prove that really at any point. Yeah, it'll be interesting. My guess is Date is going to try to keep them, keep getting these emails. ESPN is going to get a hold of these emails and more of that ice revealed. And I think it's going to stretch across the entire landscape of Ohio State University, their athletic department. Well, they I think really I think, dropped the ball in this, haven't they? I yeah. think absolutely. Yeah. I think wow. I think I think we're going to see. I think we're going to see information come out of the, come out about the basketball team because that basketball team, in in some way, kind of came out of nowhere. Um, and I think we're eventually going to lead. This is all eventually going to lead to Gene Smith stepping down. And E. Gordon Gee stepping down as president of Ohio State University. I'll tell you what, if I'm if I'm one of the powers that be at Ohio State right now, the first thing I'm saying is release those emails right this second before somebody hacks the system and gets them. Oh, because they'll get them. They'll, they'll get them. And, and, Whether ESPN gets them legally yeah. or some nerd in his parents' basement gets them illegally, those emails are coming out. The biggest, I'm telling you, the biggest mistake Ohio State made through all of this is – they should have fired Trussell, Smith, and Gee. 
right, you know, all three of them right away. This is this is a little it, ignorant it, it, on my it, part, but yeah. But who? I mean, who? who <laughs> the board. The board. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's okay. always someone. Oh, okay. There's always. You're just a uh, yeah. There's someone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I agree, Tip. I mean, this is Ohio State has handled this. I mean, and you look at that. I remember we were doing a show when they first conference about the Trestles, yeah. and Trestle, you know, went up there and was talking about it. And Gordon Gee, or E. Yeah. Gordon Gee, went up there and he said, like, "Well, I, I just hope Trestle doesn't fire me." How stupid does that look now? You know I what mean, they remind me of, and I, I, this is going to be kind of a weird analogy, but they they remind me of like an old Southern state back in you know in, in slavery time. You had to drag kicking and screaming like, you guys realize that this is like, where are you? What are you thinking about? They're just that. What, what old, leg do you think you're standing on? Yeah. yeah, and they're like, it's I've never. It's it's amazing how intelligent people, so-called intelligent people, can just look like such idiots. In this case, in Ohio State, it's like, are you that arrogant and blind about yeah. what happened? <laughs> I mean, it's amazing to me. I mean, it's like. I, I, I don't know an, another school that would have done this. I really don't. I mean, Alabama, you can say what you want about all these SECs. They would have. I mean, look at USC did. I mean. Well, they're professionals at this, Tip. But, I think. But you, you know, I mean, USC, what's his Carroll ran away to the NFL. We all knew what, you know, what, what he would do. But they got rid of their athletic director. They cleaned house. And that's why they brought in Pat Hayden, you know, one of the most mm-hmm. respected guys in USC, you know, history. And. I believe Ohio State did this to himself. Because that's the first thing the NCAA is going to say to them, I'm telling you, is they're going to go, what why is your athletic director still here? Are why you kidding me? university president yeah, still I mean, here? I mean, more than anything, the director. Yeah. Are, you, are you kidding me? Which, you know. I mean, why didn't you fire and again, Coach Trussell? Gene Smith, too, was going I did too. I did, too. I thought Trestle was a respectable guy. I mean, as much as I hate Ohio State, I thought I, I really respected Trestle. I liked how he played the game. I liked how he I really, I really did like that, and and I hope the basketball team really. I really believe it or not. I really hope the up and up because I like Mata. He seems like a good guy too. I, I really hope this just is the football program. I, I, I don't think it's it does anyone any good to see a university of this magnitude go down in flames. It, it hurts the conference. It hurts a lot of people. It really does affect like a lot of schools when this stuff goes down. Something Look at the Pac-10. I mean, USC was, you know, the school, and you know, you gotta, you know, that affects all those other schools. As much as you want to beat them, you want to beat a good team. You don't want to beat a team. I think, I think the Big Ten is in a better position though than the Pac-10. Um, they got, well, ne- not- they got, they got Nebraska. I mean, Michigan's going to be on the up and ups here. Um, you've got, you've got Wisconsin a Wisconsin. And Iowa are both good. But from a national standpoint, oh sure, you, from a national you, standpoint, when you remove a power like Ohio State. And you beat them now next year. Believe me, that's not going to hold as much water. And tip to tell you the <laughs> truth, I think if you know, if they we hear more stuff out Ohio State prior to, I hate using that prior to when Pryor was there, uh, you know they're gonna they're they're gonna get more than just two years. Oh, I'm not saying they're. I, yeah. I'm saying when I say I know you're not get, saying that. I'm just, they're gonna get at least the USC penalty is my point. at least. I think yeah. they might at least get that now. Yeah. I'm just, I'm saying they might get more if more is revealed. Um, through these emails, if you know, if and when they do come out, so I mean, they're not going to get the death penalty as much as people think they should or they are. They're no, not. I don't want they, them they, to. I know. You I don't. I don't think the NCAA will ever do that again because they they were just constantly doing it in year out. I mean, like the fourth time they they got busted. And like, you guys just can't do this anymore. Yeah. This is you know, Ohio State does not have a history of this. 
Well, let's see what happens with these emails, though. I mean, who knows? I mean, you always they always hear about those paper trails and everything. Who knows? This, I mean, look what look at what this has all led to already. I mean, look what this one little tattoo led to. No, you're right. It's led to another thing, then another thing, then another thing. Yeah, hey, I was dead wrong from the beginning. Of this, and, if ES, and if yeah. ESPN gets a hold of this, you know, who knows? Who knows what this leads to? Because now, out of the window here of what we know. I mean, all, of the, all as far as we know, everything that's been going on with Ohio State has been happening ever since 2008 when Terrell Pryor had his first season with the Buckeyes. Prior to that, in 2007, who knows? Be careful what you wish for. Yep. Well, I mean, and not, to, not to drag it out, but you say since 2008, but I mean, what what Maurice Claret was saying back in 02. Sure is exactly what they got busted for. So who's to say they weren't doing it 10 years ago? I, I would I would, you almost I would, almost, I would bet on it that since Trussell's been there, they've been doing this. And he's had a, re- and he's had a record before that. Yeah. And, and one more thing before we, uh, we, we take another quick commercial break, but Ohio State said that the reason why they didn't give themselves more penalties, more like the bowl ban or the loss of scholarships, is because they didn't know about what Jim Trussell was doing, which has to be the biggest load of crap I have ever heard. You knew this guy. You knew the guy. You knew this the trouble this guy had at Youngstown State, and you're the ones that decided to bring him and coach your. Now you have to be a complete fool to think that this that he wouldn't go and do this again, especially when he has tremendous a, a lot more resources at his disposal, coaching a, a, a big time school like Ohio State and a big time conference like the Big Ten. Absolute lunacy, and I think the NCAA is going to take all that into account when they meet and they win August 12th. So, if not doing anything, honestly, in my opinion, <laughs> not saying anything, not or giving themselves any sanctions, honestly, or just or mean. just or just dropping the hammer of themselves somewhat. Yeah. You know, who knows? I mean, we're going to see more about this. Anyways, though, this is the Majors Live on the Majors.net. We'll be right back. This week's episode, Bobcat in the Cave. Gosh, Johnny, playing in the cave sure is neat. Oh, boy, a kitty cat. Sassy, the kitty cat's yelling. <laughs> what, Sassy? It's not a kitty, it's a bobcat. <laughs> Speaking of cats, you like to stress the importance of adopting cats from animal shelters? <laughs> Over five million cats go into animal shelters every... <laughs> And with millions of healthy cats to choose from, it's a shame more people don't adopt from shelters? This bobcat's heavy. Help, sassy! Why bother? We'll just get into more trouble tomorrow? What's that supposed to mean? Oh, nuts. Sassy is brought to you by the Ad Council and the Shelter Pet Project. Remember, adopt. You know that the ice cream scoop can make a child smile. And that by slowing us down, the traffic light can keep us going. You know that the lawnmower makes life, that the blood bank may plus these ideas came from the minds of African Americans. Support the United Negro College Fund, because a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Visit uncf.org or call 1-800-BROUGHT-TO-YOU-BY-UNCF and the Ad Council. Once upon a time, old Scrooge sat down there. Bah, humbug. With great Marley's ghost came through the heavy door and passed into the room. What do you want with me? You will be haunted by three spirits. 
I'd rather not. Christmas Carol and other books online, go to www.read.gov. Explore new worlds. Read. Brought to you by the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. This is Lickless for the Majors Live uh, Sports Break. The Timberwolves fired Kurt Rambis on Tuesday, ending more than three months of uncertainty and awkwardness surrounding the head coach of the worst team in the NBA last season. Rambis was 32 and 132 in his brief stay in Minnesota, including 17 and 65 this past season. People can argue about this. Should have uh, people can argue about this should have happened, and that should have happened. Shouldn't have happened. But I think collectively we felt that we were doing the right thing in terms of the way we approached it. Con said, but also I recognize it took a long time. That's on me, and I realize more convoluted and complicated maybe than it really is, and that's on me too. And to that extent, I feel badly about that too, and I apologize for that. Con hired Rambus in 2009 to turn around one of the league's struggling franchi- franchises, but the Wolves won just two more games this year than they had the, in his first season, and Con felt compelled to cut ties with the first coach he handpicked to help him rebuild the Wolves. In other news, mixed teams are reviewing stadium safety following the death of a fan at Texas Rangers Week while still players to toss balls into the stands. Shown a 39-year-old attending a 6-year-old's railing while trying to catch a ball flipped to the stands by Rangers outfielder Josh Hamilton. It was a horrible... It was a horrible accident. It's heartbreaking. It really is. It's almost beyond comprehension to believe something like that could happen, baseball commissioner Bud Selig said before Tuesday's All-Star Game during a question-and-answer session with Baseball's Writers Association of America. Each team determines its own ballpark safety features based on local laws. Receiver Michael Irvin says his womanizing may have stemmed from seeing an older brother whom he idolized dressed as a woman and learning the brother was gay. In the latest issue of Out Magazine, Irvin said he was 12 when he discovered his older brother Vaughn's secret life. He said his father told him, yes, that's your brother and you love your brother. The former Dallas Cowboys star now appears on the NFL Network and on his own radio show in Miami. He has supported same-sex marriage on his radio show and he said he's waiting for an active player in the NFL, MLB, NBA, or NHL to declare publicly that he is gay. Until we do that, we're going to be stuck in the dark ages about a lot of things, Irvin told the magazine. When a guy steps up and says, this is who I am, I guarantee you I'll give him 100% support. Irvin said carrying the burden of Vaughn's secret gives him a hint of how tough it must be for a homosexual athlete to hide his orientation in a locker room. For more news, check us out on Facebook.com and check us out on TheMajors.net. For the rest of the show, tune in. We're coming back in a minute. Welcome back, everybody, to the Majors Live and the Majors.net. This is webisode number 69, and it is almost a, it is almost 2,239 in search for Tim Chevrolet. I think the heat is getting to us a little bit tonight on the Majors. It's it's definitely heating up. And uh, that's uh, this 90-degree day in Detroit uh, may, uh, may have something to do with it. If you're just joining us for the last, you uh, missed our rapid-fire roundtable discussion. We talked a lot about the MLB All-Star Game, which is happening as we speak. Okay, and we talked about Jeter's 3,000 cash postseason that with Aaron Agemeyer. Did a little bit of realignment talk, and we're going to take a little break with him, uh, switch to uh, off-season mode. And then we also talked about the Ohio State um, punishment or penment um, due to their uh, their issues. Here's your host, Adam Hernandez. Well, uh, Squirrel, I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, well, actually, first... Like was there? Have you have you heard the Michael Irving show in Miami? 
I have not. No. I listened to a to an internet stream of it. Is it, it is, unlistenable? Yes. Okay. I had a feeling <laughs> it, is, it was going to be pretty bad. I mean, when you get Michael Irving up there with a bunch of other guys, I mean, that could be okay. But Michael Irving with one other guy in Miami, nah. it's a bad mixture there. Uh, not a very not a very good uh, show. Yeah, he's not a guy that I would think would. Show. Yeah. I like Michael Irving uh, as a commentator. Actually, he's funny. You know, he's he's a little over the top, but I do like him. And but yeah, alone, it's like oh man. <laughs> it's like when Ron Goldman's uh, dad had that show. You remember that? Yeah. Oh. Fred Goldman. Fred Goldman. I know it this time. That was just just for radio show connections. Unlistenable. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you listen to like two minutes. You're like, oh my god, why does he have a show? <laughs> Scroll, what's going on, Grady? Around it. Oh, we're gonna have Chris Cini live in studio. Uh, this time he'll actually be doing his percussion. He's not gonna try to get you off the show. Yeah, what no, the, no, I can't I, believe you're letting him back on. I know, no, no, no more kicking people off the show. Um, but he will be uh, talking comics, and uh, we're gonna start to talk about some of the uh, video game issues we got here coming up. The uh, grassroots gaming, and uh, start previewing some of that that uh, Lickless and I will be down uh, covering live. Awesome, awesome. So stay tuned for that tomorrow night. 8 o'clock Eastern Time. Yep, on grider.com, themajors.net. Also, stay tuned for Inside the Huddle. We had an Inside the Huddle last weekend. Um, But but judging from what happens this for the NFL, they may get something done. If the NFL resolves their lock quite yet, we will have a show this weekend for Inside the Huddle this Saturday, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the majors.net. Right now, there will be no show this weekend. We'll still be on a regular off-season mode there. But stay tuned for, to our Facebook page or our website for more information if anything else changes. Um, other than that, bitches and badasses for this week. What do you guys think? Who's your bitch? Who's your badass? Tip, take it away. This is one of the easiest bitches I've had possibly. Uh, it's Adam, and you're definitely up for bad. Yeah, there's like, uh, there's no reason to explain why badass this week is, and there's no reason to explain that either. Uh, my badass was going to be Derek Cheater. Now my badass, uh, we haven't really talked about him much, but my badass this week is Christian Lopez, uh, the the fan who caught the ball and gave it back to very unselfishly gave the ball back to Derek Cheater. This totally makes him my badass for this week. <laughs> Um, my bitch for this week, uh, in light of Yao Ming's retirement, is the country of China, because the reason Yao Ming is hurt is because of what China has done to this guy. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, this country, I mean, China's notorious for giving, not giving a shit about their people at all, but um, this is one of the most glaring uh, examples of how a uh, person be, can be taken advantage of. Didn't he play like 180 games a year? He did. Something he like play. That. He would play a full NBA season, and then he would not get. He'd get maybe a couple days off and have to play an entire Chinese. That's a good, that's a good point, Nicholas. I never thought of that with he, China. He played. Yeah, I never thought literally of that. eight straight seasons. I mean, yeah, 180 games a year for eight years. I mean, not to mention all the money they took out of his NBA. Oh, and, and that's. Uh, not, not to make it go on longer, but uh, tennis player Lena, now a French Open champion, she quit playing tennis because of how China deals with their finances. They take nearly eighty percent of your. Man, if I was, if I would be screw China. I'm gonna oh, the states. I'm not giving you guys shit. Unfortunately for him, that's why she retired. She came back because they now have a free play mm-hmm. uh, law that's in effect that lets you go out on your own. 
They won't let your family leave, Adam. That's why they. Oh, okay. that's no, why I they see, continue to. No, that is it. That's why they're held hostage, basically. That's why it's contract. good to be an American. No, definitely, and that's. I mean, that's the problem. He lost that he played in the NBA. It goes to the Chinese government. That's why Ken so. Holland wanted to get out of Canada as quick as he could. You know what's great about being an American is if you catch a baseball game in a game, <laughs> you're allowed to give it Dang back. It. But yeah, China just shame on that country. I mean that. That's your bitch for this week. China, the whole, is China. The whole country of China. awesome. Squirrel. Uh, badass this week, Derek Jeter, for hitting his 3,000th hit. Not for any other reason. I'm not trying to spark <laughs> anything else. Um, bitch this week, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Chris Berman. Uh, Chris, hey, please. Very good. Yes, Chris, please back, go. Back, back, go. Back, back. I, I, we need Chris Berman to go back, 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 back to the old folks' home and get <laughs> off of my screen or back now. To, or back to 1995 and yeah. stay there. No, seriously, go go back to the nursing home. You know, you know. I remember when he was on 15 years ago, I would mm. argue with my brother about Chris Berman. I'm like, this guy is awful. <laughs> He's said that from the beginning. And I, I don't get how does a guy like this be popular? I liked him, but I was a, I when like, I was a kid, I really I, liked I, him. I really liked him. He was terrible. He's I, always. I, I see that now. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't then, though. No. Sorry, Scroll. Didn't mean to interrupt your. Uh, oh no, no, not at all. No, you're fine. I, I was done. Um, I yeah, I'm not. I'm not a Chris Berman fan. Never have been, and now I guess it's one of those things that you know they they give these jobs to people that they feel are oh he's earned it. He's he's earned it. You know. And when you're one of the people that kind of always thought they sucked, you're like, you're like, earned what? Yeah, what did he earn? I mean, that's kind of lame anyway when you're this guy who's no good at this anymore. You say, oh, well, you know, let's give him this awesome job because he's earned it. No, he's not. He's done. Retire. Plus, it's not like he's like Al Michaels or anything. And people, you can trash mm. Al Michaels for whatever you want, but... He was great. He, Al Michaels was great. And Chris Berman, now you... I think... One of the things you notice more with Berman now is, like you said, because he's this honorable position, you see him even more now, and you realize how little he actually knows. He's, I, I hear he's a, tr- and we've heard it before. Oh, I hear he's, he's a tremendous jackass. Oh yeah, I hear he's, he's just a, an ass. like he's like a like a Bill O'Reilly type yep. jerk off. So yeah, the ESPN book I haven't <laughs> read it, but a lot of that came out of it just how Chris Berman is yeah, incredibly a piece difficult to of work. shit. Yep. <laughs> I was waiting like, for it. Like everyone, <laughs> everyone is a piece of shit, but he is especially. <laughs> oh, who's your bitch and badass? Well, wow, my, this, this should be really interesting. <laughs> badass is uh, again Justin Verlander. Not so much for what he's done on the field, um, but I heard today, even though what he's done on the field is remarkable, and I he was our, he was my badass last week um, for what he's done pitching wise so far. But he's my badass this week because um, he uh, to go down to the All Star rented a private plane to take all the All Stars from the Detroit Tigers, and nice. and he also the the and tig- their families and their families and he, they just they just they just ferries with the Kansas City Royals pri- pri- prior to the All Star break, and he decided to take the Kansas City Royals All Star. Down there on this private jet. I, I don't have. I wish. I, I thought I wrote it down here. That Crow. 
Yeah, Crow from uh, from the uh, Kansas City Royals. Exactly. Yep. No That's right. So he, just, he, he, he took them down with them. And I don't know. I mean, this this kid, this Crow kid, he's a rookie. He's yeah. a rookie for the Kansas City Royals. Imagine going down to oh. the All Star game in a private jet with Justin Verlander, Miguel Cabrera, getting hammered with the glove. Yeah, no yeah. kidding, man. It's got to be. Yeah, you know, Jose Valverde and, and all the crazy shit that you know he does. He was running um, camera for ESPN last year. <laughs> Valverde was. It was awesome. Oh, was he? I Oh yeah! <laughs> Did Verlander take uh, Jeter down to the All Star game? No, he's a he's a he, he's being too much of a jerk off right now. So he, he didn't, he didn't leave. take Peralta though, because Peralta got asked too late, so he couldn't get on. That's truth. <laughs> really? Oh, really? really? I, th- I thought Peralta made it. Oh, he might have. Last I heard is that he was. Oh, really? Was too late. Oh, that would have sucked. He jumped in James Bond style. <laughs> holding his suitcase, running <laughs> <Yes>. after <laughs> Stallone in the. Ex- he's in. He's in one of those. One of those cars with the stairs on it and the. Uh, tire you mat. know, another thing we didn't talk about tonight, real quick, isn't it? One of the worst signings the Tigers made this year was for Johnny Peralta. Oh, that's. I can't just even believe what a you know, tragic, he's a terrible baseball was. player. Go ahead, Adam. Sorry. <laughs> Let's see, let, 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 let's see what happens the second half oh, with that. Let's see, oh let's, see what happens, let's see what happens the second half with yeah. that one. Okay. When he bats 340. Earth and bats 260. Maybe, maybe this is Earth. Let's see what happens. I, ho- I hope I'm wrong. I hope. I'm... What are you looking like that, John? Earth squirrel. <laughs> Squirrel's gone. Why am I? Bitch, come on. My bitch. I should stick up for myself and name Tip my bitch. But, uh... you, you can't because you're wrong. <laughs> no, because I, I don't. Because, because even despite how big... I'm sorry, Tip. How big of a bitch you are over this whole Christian <laughs> Lopez thing right now? Christian Lopez is still a bigger bitch than Tip in this case. So, <laughs> Christian Lopez. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know who's not a bit or I don't know a person out there that's not a bitch that throws away a uh, a quarter of a million dollar lottery ticket, which is essentially what this that's what this baseball was. So, uh, Christian Lopez, you are my bitch this week and who knows maybe i'll pull a maybe i'll pull a tip lebron james thing and maybe you'll be my bitch for the rest of the month i don't know i don't know what we'll, we'll have to see how things go you're gonna think that adam's more like lebron james than anyone else <laughs> i've known for you've made him your bitch more than lebron this year who me tip i think he's made no oh, me and my bitch yeah. i yeah. might have well i i definitely have to be on the list now when we do the oh yeah, this the is majors like the fourth or fifth the year. so i mean that's that fair enough i'll, I'll put myself on there is uh, this the first time ever that a person was a bitch and a badass in the same way no it's not no okay <laughs> <laughs> that's sad yeah i don't i don't think it has either i can't remember the last person. i know it's happened before yeah. i'm trying to I, I think you're right but actually no LeBron James I think you're right I think it was LeBron James LeBron James was a bitch oh, okay. that, that, or was it the Miami Heat perhaps it could have been yeah the, the first three rounds is kind of hard to not make them yeah <laughs> Uh, but yeah, sorry, Christian Lopez. Actually, I'm not sorry. Uh, you know you deserved it. If anything, you know, and I hate the who should be who should who was treated like the bitch in this scenario. You say Christian Lopez children like thanks. Yes, da- thanks, Dad. Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Squirrel. Thank you. You know, he could have set himself yeah. up very, very nice yeah. thanks. for the like future. Thanks, Pop. For the future, when. When oh Derek Jeter Derek Jeter is going to be fine for for the rest of his life. The is going to be fine for the rest of their financial lives. Christian Lopez, nope. How nope. do you know? How do I know? Yeah, oh, you're know right. That? You're right. You're right. I don't know. But giving him a nice, nice head start on that. I finally, hear Adam say, "I don't know." Yeah, I, I don't know. Usually, and you and you don't. And, and, and you, we could put anything. And, and, and you and you and weird. you don't know either, Tip. <laughs> All I'm saying is, and this, I, don't, I don't pretend to know, though, Adam. That's fine. I'm just saying Christian Lopez, 
bitch this week, bitch maybe for the rest of the month, quarter of a million dollar lottery ticket down the drain because you thought that you were uh, doing the right thing. That's all right. You can go to all the Yankee games for the rest of the season. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. You can do that. I'm going to give him a call and see if I can get go with him one time. He's still factor. Uh, we're running Are out of we going to do it or not? No, we're running out of time. Okay, fiction. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Can we do one real quick? Fact or fiction? Go ahead. Lickless and Tip both won the lottery yesterday, but okay. they gave their money back to the state of Michigan because they thought it was rightfully theirs. Bitches. <laughs> fact. Bitches. Fact. Fact. <laughs> that, that's, that is a fact? I just I heard that on the radio on the way over. They're bitches if they true. did that, and it's, and it's fact. Give it to Derek Cheater. <laughs> I gave it to the Yankees. You might give money yeah. to Zation if you I want to. I just want to work for him one day. You'd give him some, probably. <laughs> yeah, I would. I, want no, to, but I just want to work in all for him. You'd give him some when you bought season yeah. tickets. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll give you a ticket if you give me a job. <laughs> no shit. You know, though, we're going to go ahead and move on to our fan question. We haven't, we haven't answered our fan question yet. NHL skills competition, the NBA slam dunk contest, or the uh, MLB home run derby, which is the most compelling? It's, to me, it's a slam dunk. No pun intended. It, it's MLB. It's the home run derby. Oh, I thought, okay. Home yeah. run derby. Pro I, Bowl, man. <laughs> no, yeah, no, home run. For me, the home run yeah, derby without a doubt. I watch it every year. I mean, it's the only one I actually watch, like, religiously. Um, It's very close for me between the slam dunk contest and the NHL skills competition, the home run derby is a distant third. And I'm not just oh, trying to be, Oh, absolutely. Oh. Boring. Sorry. I mean, I'm I don't mean to... I, I love baseball, and I love watching a home run being hit in the, uh, in the game. And I actually, the MLB All-Star game is by far my favorite All-Star oh. game of, of the four major sports, but... Home runter, boring. Sorry, I just can't do it. Very few things in sports do I look at and just say, can't do it, yeah, too I boring. Mean, yeah, the slam dunk second, but the NHL thing is oh my, so, so bad. Effing, yeah, it's so terrible. No, I, you know what? I, it's so I actually bad. have to agree with you. Slam dunk contest to me is the most interesting. It's silly. It's silly by design, though, so it's kind of yeah, got me, it. Was, it. It's kind of lost its luster the last couple Big years, time. that's all. No, big time, I agree completely. It was fun when it first came out. Sure. I, I'm kind of on the other side. I love the NHL skills competition. I, I That's my favorite one, actually, really? out of all of them. Yeah. Um, tip, or not, I'm sorry, Squirrel, I'm actually with you. Derby this year, actually, is in third place for me. Um, it is, it did, this season was just so boring. Too long, I think... Lickless, if, if, if they need, they need to shorten everything. Yeah, that's yeah, no, I agree. With you. I agree. Okay, well, the, okay, well, the the home run derby in particular. It. Yeah, when you have when you have the home run derby lasting as long as an actual baseball game, then that's a little ridiculous. Uh, the NBA slam dunk contest, though, that is something that um, I, I when you guys said it, it's kind of lost its luster. I agree with you up until though, like Blake Griffin in there. Pretty cool. I mean, and that, and it, I guess it all depends on what type of players you have going into it, which is is perfectly understandable. Um, it could come back a little now because we have so many good young players. Sure, you know. Sure. And this is one thing I've never understood. The Pro Bowl is such a waste of time. Yes. And I'm not a huge fan of the skills thing, but why not have a skills competition for the football players? They used to. I mean, honestly, I would rather have a punt pass kick than a they Pro actually Bowl. I do really it. They, they actually have that in the offseason. No, I've watch. no, I've watched it it's before. Actually, it's and pretty interesting. Honestly, I think it's kind of fun to watch. I, I, I think they used it. to have it too bef- prior to the Pro Bowl tip. If I remember, like back in like back in the early 90s, I think they did something like that. It wasn't as televised though as some of the no, other I, th- I think it's done in the offseason like right after and then they show it in the winter like on an off 
football probably day. Probably NFL I Network don't, yeah. now. Yeah, I don't know. When they show know. it on TV, it's like it happened. It on TV ago. anymore, though. Yeah, it used to be, though. But when they did that, it was it happened like six months earlier in a live. Again, since we are since we're basically out of time, um, we're going to go ahead and move some of our thirty second drinks next week. Uh, but I do want to get a last call from you guys um, if you have one. Um, anybody want to take a last call? No, honestly, I'm I'm good. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll take one real quick. <clears throat> go ahead. Um, we barely talked about this. Woods had an announcement this week. Um, normally, I wouldn't even want to mention <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this, but. This is the type of thing. First, always plays the I hate the media game. I really dislike this. I'm just a private person. Why can't you leave me alone to have a press conference? No, you you do like this. You like positive, and you don't like it when it's negative, which is how everyone is. Tip? I'm going to ditto what uh, Squirrel just said. I couldn't agree more. These celebrities... Love the media. They use it through their entire career. And the minute the media says something bad about them, they hate the media. So good luck with that. Where's my private life? Don't I have the right yeah. to privacy? And they make millions of pictures and articles and everything else. So. Yep. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this week's edition of The Majors Live. Um, make sure you stay tuned for Grouty Radio coming up tomorrow night, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, themajors.net. Again. Tune in for that as well. Um, also, we have Detroit Sports Weeklies for all you Detroit sports fans out there. Um, prior to uh, prior to Grouty Radio, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, um, over on Detroit.TheMajors.net. So tune in for that. We'll be back at you next Tuesday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on TheMajors.net. And make sure also you catch, you stay, uh, you catch Around the Diamond starring Tip, myself, and Tony um, every Monday. 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time on TheMajors.net. So for Tip Squirrel, I am Adam saying have a good rest of the night, everybody. Have a good rest of the week. 